3: Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm your genial uh, host, a.k.a. the Savvy Traveler, Rudy Max. And nice to have you aboard on this Christmas weekend. First of all, the worldwide staff of the show sends its season's best to you. And I hope if you've been thinking and dreaming about traveling somewhere special in 2011 that this is the year... Your plans come true. Let us help you along the way. Today's a special edition of Rudy Max's World. We'll be revisiting some of our favorite interviews from this past year. Author Simon Winchester, one of this generation's all-time great writers and always a great guy to talk to, joins me to discuss his just-released book that's already a bestseller in Australia and England. It's a sweeping look at the Atlantic Ocean, and you'll be amazed at how much you didn't know about that big body of water. You can save money while traveling and get to know the locals if you consider the option of agritourism. Journalist Tracy Gross describes what you can expect if you stay on a farm. And our hotel expert, Michael Matthews, late of the Ritz-Carlton chain, is an executive. He's going to weigh in on the status of hotels around the world these days with a special focus on luxury hotels and how they're doing. As always, I'll have my deal of the week at the end of the hour. But first, let's start with a look at the travel news of the week. Well, as if the world's airlines didn't have enough trouble this past week with the European air system snarled and almost paralyzed by winter weather. And by the way, that continues. As of Friday, there were still 2,000 people sleeping at De Gaulle because the airport ran out of a uh, de-icer. Um, so even as that's all going on, and Heathrow, as as I said in the first hour of the show, it has been a total disgrace. The bean counters at airlines have been watching nervously as the price of oil passed $90 a barrel. The price of jet fuel tends to rise in tandem with the world price of oil, and higher oil prices mean airlines are going to have to raise fares or cut their newly found profit margins. Now, some airlines, many of them, have hedged the price of fuel, which means they signed contracts months ago, maybe even years ago, to be able to buy fuel at a price fixed by the seller back then. But still, in the long run, the prices will rise as those contracts uh, uh, play out and, uh, you know, you know what that means, fuel surcharges. My guess is if the price of a barrel hits $100, you're going to start seeing those. Now, on one hand, the rise in the price of oil is seen as a sign of an improving economy. That's uh, that's good news around the world. Attention, savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need Medjet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, Medjet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit Medjet.com and sign up today. Medjet Assist. Take trips, not chances.
2: Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do only dogs hear dog whistles?
0: You can enjoy multi-car safety feature and good driver discounts when you switch to GEICO. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%.
1: An email from Ellen Phillips of Franklin, Texas. Hi, Sinus Buster. I had awful sinus problems until I used your Sinus Buster nasal spray. I was feeling relief in less than a minute. My old spray warned me to stop using it after three days or congestion might worsen. Well, who suffers for only three days? You can use all-natural Sinus Buster for weeks. If you're smart, you'll use this email in a commercial. Oh, we're smart, Ellen. Sinus Buster, available at retailers including CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart.
0: An important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why yeah. are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me. Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health
4: care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole.
2: Really? Come on, John. you got to keep up. Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE.
0: The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa.
3: 18 minutes after the hour, welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. I love this review of Simon Winchester's new book, as written by an old friend of mine at the Washington Post, Ken Ringel. This actually appeared in the Washington Post just about a week or so ago. His lead is Simon Winchester is one of those maddeningly gifted British writers who could probably write the history of mud and make it fascinating. In fact, he sort of did. His 2003 bestseller called Krakatoa started with the Big Bang Theory of the Universe, embraced tectonic plates and volcanology, and somehow made the history of the physical earth as compelling as a detective story. That's our boy, Simon Winchester. He is one of the great storytellers of all time. You've heard him before on this show. He joined us, uh, I think, last to discuss the earthquake that devastated Haiti. But he's got a new book out, and a tome it is. I just got it yesterday. It's called Atlantic, as in the Atlantic Ocean. The subtitle is Great Sea Battles, Heroic Discoveries, Titanic Storms, and a Vast Ocean of a Million Stories. I understand it's already a bestseller in the U.K. and Australia, and it's just come out in the United States. And you're going to want to get a copy because as i said simon's such a good storyteller such a good journalist he's a geologist by training a journalist and broadcaster by uh, by profession and i'm delighted to have you on the phone simon i'm sorry we have no time left to talk to you
4: <laughs> so good to talk to you again how are you
3: <laughs> fine thank you what what let's start at the very beginning what made you think about the atlantic ocean as the center for a book
4: well i was in chile actually on the pacific ocean um a couple of years ago, and I read an extraordinary account of a shipwreck in the Atlantic in 1942. And it was a shipwreck on the Skeleton Coast, um, that part of Namibia, just south of Angola. And I vowed there and then two things. One, that I would go and see the shipwreck and the grave, which must be the loneliest grave in the world of two men who died in, in, in trying to rescue people. And... but. It also was the trigger that really galvanized me. I'd been wanting for a long time to write about the Atlantic, and this seemed to me to be the the trigger that sort of pushed me over the edge, as it were, mixing of metaphors, I'm afraid. But um, that was what decided me, and so I I went to visit the shipwreck. I found my way through a very difficult part of the world, the Skeleton Coast, but saw the wreck and saw the grave, and then decided uh, to write the book.
3: Now, the Atlantic Ocean, well, let's, let's go back... Uh, millions of years, the Atlantic Ocean wasn't always an ocean. There was something, I mean, we were joined, the continent of of North America was joined with, you tell me.
4: Well, there was about 200 million years ago, one huge continent in the world, which uh, geologists have come to call Pangaea, meaning all the earth. And it was surrounded by an equally, well, a larger sea called Panthalassa. And uh, in... uh, tectonic forces about 200 million years ago split this Pangaea into two, causing the water that surrounded it to pour into the crack, as it were, in between. And um, although it took another 150 million years or so for the water to configure itself in this sort of S-shaped thing that we know as um, knows the Atlantic today, um, one can rightly say that the Atlantic was born 200 million years ago. And that's why I have done the book essentially as a biography telling the life story of the ocean from its birth until its likely death, which geologists think will occur in about 170 million more years, by which time, of course, we'll all be happily extinct.
3: <laughs> and and what, what, when there's no longer an Atlantic Ocean, d- does that imply the, land, the continents will be joined again?
4: Well, it's a bit more complicated than that, actually, but um, there is a finite amount of water on this planet, and it sloshes about into different configurations with different names, and although the Atlantic will disappear in 170 million years' time, it'll go somewhere else, but it'll be called some something else. But of course, who's to call it? You know, it's one of those philosophical things about the tree falling in the forest. So there'll be no one around to see it, but there will be another ocean.
3: I hope there's a Simon Winchester record it and tell it as vividly as you tell the story of the ocean. <laughs> you, uh, You also saw the ocean as not something to cross, but as a landscape on which enormous events, historical events, have occurred.
4: Yes, I mean, a a, a total range. I mean, from the first time it was crossed, and no, it was not Christopher Columbus who was the first to go across in 1492. It was a man called Leif Erickson who crossed in 1001 and built a little settlement in Newfoundland where he had a child. I mean, the first, and one might say this was an event of enormous consequence, the first European child ever born in the Americas. Uh, was born in 1002. He had a lovely name. He was called Snorri Thorfinson. Um But because the weather was so bad, they all legged it back to Norway. But when Columbus and his cronies came along nearly five centuries later, <clears throat> the weather and the latitude where they'd chosen to land was much more benign. And so they stayed with all the historical consequences we know about. But, I mean, all sorts of things were created... In in and around the Atlantic, democracy, for instance. I mean, we, I suppose we think of democracy as having been born in in Athens, but real democracy involving not just the aristocracy but we, the people, was born in Iceland. The first parliament, nine thirty A.D. And so you go through a whole raft of things: um, radio transmissions across the ocean, flights, uh, the container ship. I mean, the container ship hugely important. And um, just a, a man who a Kentucky truck company owner decided to put things in boxes and sailed a ship from the Atlantic from the port of Norfolk, Virginia, down to Galveston in the 1950s, beginning a huge revolution. So in all sorts of ways, big and small, from snorried to container ships, the Atlantic seems to
3: have seen it all. And the theater of war moved from the Mediterranean, and trade for that matter, from the Mediterranean to the Atlantic because...
4: Well, um, it's a complicated story. I mean, the, the basic reason is because the Turks... Um, blocked the trade passage um, to the east um, in one of, you know, the innumerable wars of the Levant. And so traders who wanted to go, for instance, to the Spice Islands and who had traditionally gone eastwards to do so found they couldn't. And so they had to, Columbus, of course, is a classic case, decided they had to see if they could go around the other way, if the world was indeed a sphere, as people were beginning to think, you didn't fall off the edge, and so he was looking for the Spice Islands, specifically for a group of islands called the Bandar Islands, where they grow pepper and mace and nutmeg and, uh, and cloves and things like that. But of course, instead of finding the Spice Islands, he bumped into this rather inconvenient arrangement called the Americas, and then the world then really moved on its axis when he discovered the new world.
3: The book is called, the, it's called Atlantic, Great Sea Battles, Heroic Discovers discovers, discoveries, uh, titanic storms and a vast ocean of a million stories. Those million stories are brought to you by the author with whom we're speaking, uh, Simon Winchester. His past books, you may know, The Map That Changed the World, about the first sort of accurate geological uh, uh, a map of uh, the UK, uh, The Professor and the Madman, the history of the starting of the Oxford uh, English Dictionary. If you haven't read either of those books, I'd certainly commend them to you. In fact, if you just go to simonwinchester.com, you'll find an entire library of books written by Simon Ch- Winchester, each one more fascinating to the other. Talk to, talk to us about war. There have been a lot of people who died fighting on ships uh, on top of the Atlantic Ocean, uh, haven't there?
4: Um, it's never ended, really. I mean, the Vikings, I suppose, were the first sort of sacking and raping and pillaging their way up the coast of Europe. And then the Romans invading poor little us in Britain, although they were pretty cowardly about the sea. They sat shivering in their armor near Calais, saying, we, we don't want to go to sea. And finally, they were persuaded by men with whips, and then they <laughs> invaded us. But then... Um, after, after Columbus, then, you know, the galleon trade and, and then war began. I mean, people started fighting each other in ships. And initially, they got close to each other and rammed each other. And then they developed the cannon. And then they could stand off a few hundred yards and fire cannons at each other. And so warfare developed. And the big change was in 1805, when um, uh, Nelson won the famous victory uh, off the Cape Trafalgar against the combined French and Spanish forces by employing a very new naval technique called crossing the T which is dif- difficult to explain on on the radio and then of course ships started to be made of with iron sides instead of wooden sides and the first of those battles was in the atlantic between the merrimack and the monitor in off virginia during the american civil war and then we had the gigantic uh, steel-hulled battleship wars the most classic of all being the battle of jutland in 1916 and the Falkland War that I was somewhat involved in in the 1980s. So there are a lot of casualties of war, ships and men, lying at the bottom of these 33 million square miles of water.
3: We only, Simon, uh, I wish we could go into your involvement in Falklands, but we'll save that for another show. Uh, We only have 30 seconds left. How has humankind taken care of the Atlantic Ocean over the last several hundred years?
4: Not at all well. We've overfished it. We've plundered it. We've dropped radioactive material into it. And we're reaping the consequences. We know mercury in our tuna and all sorts of radiation problems and, of course, the problem of global warming. I know the court is still out about whether we're causing it or not, but undeniably the world is getting warmer. The sea levels are rising and cities like New York and London are facing the problems of rising sea levels. And only Rotterdam, really... is is dealing with the problem by building things, shopping malls, and uh, housing estates that float. And that is a big and important development.
3: Oh, my goodness. You can read all about it. Simon Winchester's book is called Atlantic. It's published by Harper's Get It. Simon, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you, Rudy.
3: This is a fabulous book. I know I ended the last question with an ecological question about the ocean. This is not an ecological book. This is a storytelling book that is fascinating Call about the ocean. To talk to
0: Rudy Maxa at 800 You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
2: Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack knocked over a candlestick onto the shag carpeting and his pants ignited into flames, causing him to stop, drop, and roll. Luckily, Jack recently had Geico help him with renter's insurance because all his belongings went up in flames. Jack got full replacement and now has new pants he ordered from Banana Republic. Visit Geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. AutoZone. This winter, make sure your car starts every time with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. No one wants a car that won't start because of a bad battery, especially in the cold. So if your battery is four years old or older, get it tested today. If you need a new one, get a ruggedly dependable Duralast or Duralast gold battery, proven tough in the most extreme conditions. This winter, make sure every trip has a good start. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
3: It's 33 minutes after the hour. This portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Colette Vacations, who invites you to join me, Rudy Maxa, this coming March as we fly to South America aboard LAN Airlines, L-A-N Airlines, for fantastic of our fantastic wine and wonders tour of Chile and Argentina. To join this trip, you can call 800-762-5345 or go to rudymaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors. Love to have you on the trip. Check it out. Terry Gross wrote a very interesting piece this week on the ethicaltraveler.org's website. Uh, it It was a look at agritourism and sort of the back to... As I say back to nature. That's the wrong word. Uh, sort of authentic food and authentic experiences. Um, uh, sort of a, a mix of agritourism, which is very big in Europe as opposed to the United States. Uh, and I wanted Tracy to come on and chat with us about that for a moment. Tracy, welcome to the show. First time on. I'd love to have you. Hi, love have you. Rudy.
5: Thanks very much.
3: <laughs> okay. First of all, let's let me, let's first define Will you define agritourism for us?
5: Um, sure. Agritourism is basically tourism that involves farm culture or uh, agri entertainment. Um, in the United States, it's things like corn mazes, or uh, this time of year, they have Halloween events or, or um, that sort of thing. But in other countries like uh, India or the Philippines, it's rural tourism. It's any chance of that tourism that promotes rural life or art and culture and heritage.
3: And in Europe, they seem to have gone a bit further. You can actually. You can actually participate in the farm life, or you can actually just stop in and have a lunch or a dinner on a farm, or you can stay the night or the week there
5: exactly uh, i one of the things that I talked about in the article was uh there's a rent a cow program. Most people are used to renting you know a house or a villa or trying to get a car when they're on vacation, but you can actually rent a cow or a member of a herd. Uh. This is in Switzerland, right? Yes. Uh, Michael Eisler, he is a farmer there, and um, he basically wanted to um, present the program for urban people who don't get a chance to have any contact with nature. Um, and basically, you know, they're stuck, like many modern people, inside all the time. They're at, at the office. They're on a cell phone. They're You know, they're under fluorescent lighting, and they don't get to interact with nature. And so you can rent one of his cows and interact with the cow, work on the farm, do everything from from, you know, clean the pastures, clean the barns, and prep the cows, and that's your cow that you've rented.
3: And, and there's a benefit, isn't there? Besides besides psychological, maybe, and emotional and spiritual, at the end of the day, you get a discount on...
5: Oh, yes, definitely. You get a discount on the milk, uh, you get a discount on the cheeses, and the, the other produce that's there, and, you know, the, in well, meats too, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> depends on if your you're cow a may wind that up... might not uh... be the way to go, but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't get too attached to that cow. It might not be around that long, right? Exactly.
5: (laughs) Bessie is your friend, and you're you're her sponsor, but you don't necessarily want to eat her.
3: It's not a long-term relationship. We're talking with Terry Gross. She's a television producer, and she's a journalist, and she wrote a fascinating piece. Go to ethicaltraveler.org, and you can find it. It's about agritourism and and, uh, and getting a little closer to nature. Why uh, haven't—well, I guess there are B&Bs in the United States, but— and there are ranches. You can go out west and stay on a, ranch, a dude ranch and so on. But there are, you don't drive along the highways. You do, say, in Italy and see agriturismo signs saying, you know, pull in here and spend the night at the farm and have a great farm lunch and dinner with the family.
5: Right. Well, in the United States, it tends to be more things like petting zoos or they've started a big program um, through the um, USDA and things like that where they're trying to get children to eat more healthily. So what they have is basically farm visits where the kids go on hay rides or you can go to a dairy farm. Um, You know, there are lots of places uh, that, for example, here in Pennsylvania, we have a, a farm called Milky Way Farm, which is a dairy farm and it's a family farm and they interact with the kids. They have programs where urban kids come from Philadelphia, they come out, they spend time on the farm, they they get ice cream, which of course they love, and they meet the cow that makes the ice cream. So it's more things like that here in the United States. Although there are developing programs, uh, for example, in Cleveland, um, they have places like Chef's Garden, where it's a working organic farm, but um, basically... Celebrity chefs and people like that come there to develop their culinary skills, to develop new types of produce, but you can also do um, ho- like a hotel or farm stay there, but it's much more upscale.
3: Actually, that reminds me, we did a remote uh, before the Indi- uh, Indianapolis 500 in Indianapolis, and in the heart of downtown, right by the museum center, uh, there were a lot of volunteers planning herbs and, and vegetable garden right in what would normally be sort of a green park uh, for use in restaurants and homes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that, do you think we'll ever be able to check into a farm here in the United States and spend the night? Why not?
5: I think because you know financially it's very beneficial to the the uh, farms um, and basically what happens in other parts of the world, um, the u n and other places have gotten involved because a lot of times it's not just a small uh, modern farm or their family farms, but it's also working with indigenous people. so here in the United States, I think you will see a trend towards that because so many people are trying to eat organic and there's such a farm to table movement where people want to know what they're eating, they want to eat more healthily. And it's also a good feeling to, to, you know, it's kind of the when you're a little kid, I made this, you know, I got to grow this, sure. you know, or I, I got to, you know, see the labor. It's not just a package wrapped in plastic, and, and you know, and I actually know how and where what I'm ingesting and, and, you know, returning back and forth, kind of get back to our agrarian roots.
3: All good. Hey, Tracy, thank you for joining us, and thanks for writing the piece and bringing our attention to this. Thank you. Tracy Gross is a television producer and a journalist. You can read her article on agritourism and how to rent a cow in Switzerland by going to ethicaltraveler.org. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to have our Mr. Hotel, Mike Matthews, hotel executive extraordinary, talk about his worst experiences in hotels. You're in Rudy Max's world. Glad you are. It's our first anniversary show. Stick around.
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at
2: info at rudymaxa.com. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a rolling stone gather no moss? No moss. You're going to have to trust me on this one. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your
0: car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%.
1: An email from Ellen Phillips of Franklin, Texas. Hi, Sinus Buster. I had awful sinus problems until I used your Sinus Buster nasal spray. I was feeling relief in less than a minute. My old spray warned me to stop using it after three days or congestion might worsen. Well, who suffers for only three days? You can use all-natural Sinus Buster for weeks. If you're smart, you'll use this email in a commercial. Oh, we're smart, Ellen. Sinus Buster, available at retailers, including CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart.
2: An important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me.
4: Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand
2: name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole. Really? Come on, John. you got to keep up.
3: Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE.
2: AutoZone. This winter, make sure your car starts every time with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. No one wants a car that won't start because of a bad battery, especially in the cold. So if your battery is four years old or older, get it tested today. If you need a new one, get a ruggedly dependable Duralast or Duralast Gold battery, proven tough in the most extreme conditions. This winter, make sure every trip has a good start. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
3: Make plans now to join me in March as we head to Chile and Argentina for a special wine and sightseeing trip from Colette Vacations. I'll broadcast the radio show from there and we'll enjoy outstanding sightseeing and meals. The tour begins with four days in Santiago, then takes the dramatic drive over snow-capped mountains into Argentine wine country, then to fabulous Buenos Aires. Visit RudyMaxa.com or contact Colette Vacations at 800-762-5345. Ask about the Wine and Wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need medjet assist as a member if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home medjet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice believe me you won't find protection like this from any other company which is why i'm a member it's time to travel smarter visit medjet.com and sign up today medjet assist take trips not chances 43 After the Hour. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Max's world. I first met Michael Matthews when he was running one of the premier hotels in Hong Kong called The Regent. It's now an intercontinental. It has fabulous views of the, uh, the, the Bay of Hong Kong. And uh, he has been associated with luxury hotels all his life. He now consults uh, uh, with projects and hotels that want to... Uh, big up themselves, and he joins me to talk a little bit about luxury hotels, which have taken it in the chin most of them business-wise during this recession. Michael, thanks for being on the show. It's wonderful to talk to you again, Rudy. So, what's the current status of uh, uh, luxury hotels? Is business creeping back? Uh, who's winning? Who's losing? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out?
6: Actually, uh, business is coming back, but the hotels that are really, uh, really doing much better than others. Uh, are those, funnily enough, that did not cut back during the recession? We are still in a recession. For example, uh, the Beverly Hills Hotel—it's uh, running at about ninety-six percent occupancy. What?
3: No luxury hotels are running; they're like sixty and seventy.
6: It is it's running unlucky. ninety-six, and the reason is terribly simple: they have an owner with very deep pockets, the Sultan of Brunei. They did not cut back; in fact, they expanded their services during the recession uh... whereas their competitors uh, cut back and they cut back because they do not have owners or did not have owners with deep pockets uh, to explain uh, a lot of guests don't realize that you may have the name four seasons on a hotel but four seasons do not own that hotel it's probably owned by a pension fund hedge fund whatever uh... and they are looking for instant profits and as soon as there's a drop as you said, down to sixty percent. I've got to be very honest. Some of them drop down to 40 percent, forty-five percent. The owners' representatives step in and say, "You've got to cut back. You've got to cut back uh, your services." So that they do that. With the with the result, the J.D. Power Powers uh, survey that just came out, uh, Four Seasons dropped fifteen points in guest satisfaction over the previous year, Ooh. whereas the hotels with Deep pockets, such as I said, the Beverly Hills Hotel uh, and uh, the mansion on Turtle Creek in Dallas, etc., uh, Carlisle in New York, none of them suffered. Because wow. They didn't so. cut back. It's, it's a very interesting thing. It's, it's amazing, Rudy. Guests know when things are being cut back, when suddenly the bar of soap has got smaller, or the thread count on the sheets, or the doorman is gone. Whatever That's, they know right away. And Hell, why pay top, top dollar when you're not getting top value for your money,
3: and we're talking hotels, I mean, where the flowers disappeared and the concierges disappeared, where they're still charging four or five hundred dollars a night.
6: They're trying to.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they were trying to, right? Exactly.
6: You know, they're trying to. Uh, you know, it, it all boils down to it. It boils down to service as well, in the end. You know, so I always tell people, say, "Well, what is service?" I say, "Service is something that happens when you don't know that it's happened."
3: Ooh, well put. Well put. I
6: mean, absolutely. I, I, very quick. I walked out of a, 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 a hotel the other day, uh, and the doorman said, Oh, Mr. Matthews, uh, are you coming back this afternoon? I said, Yes, I am. He said, Well, uh, here you are, sir, and he handed me an umbrella. and He said, The forecast is that it's going to rain today.
3: Wow. That Isn't service? that great? Yes. Do you want to mention the hotel? Give him give uh, a kudo? Actually,
6: it was the Lanesboro in London. Ah. Oh, 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 uh, now, well. I'll tell you another one that I pulled in uh this is about 6 months ago into the mansion on Turtle Creek uh in Dallas and the valet came to get my uh to park the car and he saw on the passenger seat by the side of me uh, a Blockbuster video. And he said, "Excuse me, sir, does that have to be returned?" And I said, "Well, is it is is it happens? Yes, it does." He said, "Don't worry, sir, I'll do it for you." No. Yeah, that, that, that you see that to me That's what that's what you're paying big top dollars for in great five star hotels, and and if there are cutbacks, uh, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. That's that's Mm -hmm. why the Beverly Hills. They said Beverly Hills Hotel uh, is running currently running 96%, and all over the last two years has been running 15 to 20% higher occupancy than its competitors in L.A.
3: Michael, we've got 20 seconds left. Let me just ask you, do you think that executives in Toronto at the Four Seasons Home Office are looking at that J.D. Power's drop in satisfaction and worrying?
6: Uh, if I was them, I would be. I okay. think cause it's just proved, proved 100% what they did was the cutbacks were wrong.
3: Right. Michael Matthews, I on. thank you for joining us. We'd like to call on you from time to time to talk about hotels and what makes a hotel room say mm-hmm. worth $700 in New York. Is that all right with you? Love to do it. Michael, you're terrific. Thanks for being in Rudy Max's World today.
6: Thank you, Rudy.
3: Michael that. Matthews knows luxury hotels inside and out, and he consults with uh, with uh, uh, both management companies and I'm sure owners of luxury hotels. would love to have him back on again. Stick around. We're going to come back in a few minutes with my deal of the week. It's 48 after the hour. To participate in the program and speak with
0: Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
3: Welcome back. I'm Rudy Maxa. You can write me anytime at rudy at rudymaxa.com. Rudy is with a Y, R-U-D-Y. Delighted to have you uh, uh, share maybe an idea for a segment, uh, an idea for a guest, some interesting story you've heard about that we ought to look into a little more. Give us a ring. If you've got a travel question, that uh, might be of interest to all our listeners, and I can help you out. Or not all our listeners, but many of our listeners. Give me a ring, 800-387-8025. If you get a recording, please leave your name and number if we need to reach you. Tell us when it's best to reach you and if you'd like to go on the air with us. All right, I admit it. I admit it. I know, I know, or you should admit it. I know you've always had a hankering to visit Chernobyl someday. Those of us who are as old as I am, remember that's the Ukrainian city that was once the site of the largest ever civilian nuclear disaster. Uh, Northern Europe was showered with radioactive fallout in April of 86 after the catastrophic failure and explosion of a Russian nuclear reactor there. Now, no one knows for sure how many people were killed in that disaster. Uh, Estimates run from the hundreds to the thousands. But I do know that about 350,000 people 350,000 had to relocate permanently because of radioactivity, which is still there. Now, the government decreed a 30-mile exclusion zone that still exists around the Chernobyl uh, uh, nuclear plant. You can't live there, Uh, meaning that Chernobyl and the neighboring town of Pripyat, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, which still has thousands of homes standing there empty, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, is now a ghost town. So if you're a real jaded traveler or curious about visiting the place, you'll be happy to hear the Ukrainian government is offering interested parties tours, organized tours inside the 30-mile exclusion zone, as well as right into the nuclear plant itself. The government insists it's now safe to visit Chernobyl and says official guides will ensure guests remain in the least contaminated areas. Least contaminated areas. You'll even have a chance to see the control power for the nuclear uh, nuclear plants uh, uh, operation and you'll be an you'll be offered the opportunity to measure radiation levels those levels of course would be the radiation you're receiving at that very moment that you're measuring them well you can find more details on this tour by going to ukrainianweb.com ukrainianweb.com i see everybody rushing to their computers uh, and then click on chernobyl tours oh and th- that lunch they're going to serve you at chernobyl totally serious about this. The authorities, you'll see it on the website, assure you the food will be brought in from outside the Chernobyl area. Why is my cauliflower glowing purple? I don't know. Hey, if you go on the tour, will you write and tell me how it went, won't you? All right, we got a couple of deals of the week here to wrap up the hour. Uh, one is uh, from Affinia Hotels. Affinia is a chain of hotels and they own three terrific hotels in, in Chicago or in New York and Washington. And they've got a Valentine's special. Not I know I know it's Christmas weekend. It's not too soon to start thinking about Valentine's Day. Don't screw up, you guys. Don't make a mistake. Uh, they have, uh, th- as I say, properties in New York, Chicago, and Washington. And they've got a deal called the Kiss and Tell Getaway. It's available February 13th. Valentine's Day, of course, is February 14th. But it goes the whole rest of the year. So if you mess up on Valentine's Day, you might be able to recoup, recoup another weekend. Um, here's the deal. First of all, you get a double room with an upgrade to a suite based on availability. So if you pick your time right, you might get a suite for the price of a regular room. And uh, you'll get a list of the most romantic spots to kiss in those three cities. That would be Times Square in New York. If you ever wondered about that, you can uh, reenact that celebrity kiss from the end of World War II, the one where the sailor is bending the the woman down in his arms and kissing her. Uh, In Chicago, they've decided the Navy Pier Ferris Wheel is the most uh, uh, romantic place to kiss. And the roof deck of the Kennedy Center is the pick in D.C. Now, if you time it right, if the moon's out or if the sun's going down on a summer night, the roof deck of the Kennedy Center is pretty romantic. I wouldn't go out there in the winter exactly. Um, They'll also, uh, uh, during turndown, they'll give you Hershey's Kisses and rose petals and champagne. Now, I know the, the extras, the rose petals, the Hershey's and the champagne. You know, those are nice touches. But get this. The price in New York is $194 a night. That's a great price for a hotel room, even if they're not throwing in any Hershey kisses and champagne and suggestions on where to kiss. In Chicago, it's even less, $134. And in D.C., it's $204. That's interesting. Washington's more expensive than New York. That doesn't happen very often. You can find more information about this offer, which is called, again, uh, Kiss and Tell Getaway, uh, at Affinia, A-F-F-I-N-I-A, affinia.com forward slash kiss. So Affinia.com forward slash KISS. You've got to mention this promotional code, this special Rudy Max's World Promotional Code. You can remember it. It's KISS, K-I-S-S. Easy enough. And, you know, we've talked on this show about this increasing number of websites um, that offer deeply discounted hotel deals. Well, you may know the website Living Social. It has grown exponentially. It's it's grown so fast they can't hire staff fast enough. And they've been offering deals on spas and restaurants and so on. They just added hotels. And I just went to livingsocial.com, which is where you'll find these. And I note that uh, they've got a, like a deal for two in Napa Valley at the Wine Way Inn, $229 a night. That's 50% off the retail price. So... Add that to your list of great hotel sites for uh, great sites that have discounts on hotels, livingsocial.com, and uh, check out their daily deals for travel. We're coming to the end of the hour here at Rudy Max's World. Always a tragic time for me, but it's a holiday weekend. I hope I hope you're having a lovely holiday, and I really appreciate your taking the time to, uh, to keep your radio tuned to Rudy Max's World. We'll do it again next weekend on New Year's Weekend. Um, You can always uh, go to rudymaxa.com to check out my travel minutes. I do those for many of our stations. They run Monday through Friday during drive time. Good travel tips. Go to rudymaxa.com. There's other travel information there as well. And you can also listen to podcasts of this show and past shows there. Thanks to Jeff Ryder, my engineer in, uh, in Connecticut, and Anna Schofield, my executive producer, for helping bring you this show. Have a lovely holiday weekend. See you next week.